Thank you for listening to the podcast of Bible Baptist Church. Please visit our website at www.southbaybbc.org for more information. As we had our theme of Run With Patient in the year of 2015, we were admonished and encouraged to run and to be patient. To run is to be active and also to perform. The Christian life is a race that requires strength and activeness, and God did not call, the, call us to laziness, nor did he call us to be inactive. I believe that every Christian needs to be disciplined to perform the work of the Lord and also obey the commandments of the Lord. And uh, every Christian ought to have that desire and that diligence in their lives. And God called us to be fruitful. And we cannot be fruitful unless we're active and unless we're obedient to the Lord. In 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58, the Bible says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Notice those two words, work and also labor. You see, God desires for us to work and labor by His grace. And we need to always witness We need to always get involved in the local church ministry. And I believe we need to keep on running this race actively as a Christian. And the Bible calls us to do that. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 22, And we have sent with them our brother, whom we have oftentimes proved diligent in many things, but now much more diligent. You see, the scripture is very clear that Titus was proven to be diligent before, but now, guess what? He had labored so much that he has been proven more to be diligent. And uh, it's always to do more for the Lord Jesus Christ, God's people say. Amen? And, and for us to do less for the Lord Jesus Christ, I believe we're not seeing God as worthy. So being active and being diligent in the Christian life is, the, is what the Bible calls us to do. And we are encouraged to run. And not only to run, but the scripture also calls us to be patient. And running can be associated with maybe starting the race or explaining the duration of the race. But running with patience describes the motivation to continue and to finish the race. To be patient is to continue and to be faithful. The Christian life is not just a race, but it is a marathon. God called us to continue to run and continue to be active. Continue to keep going. The Word of God strongly encourages us to continue. And the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16, Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. And it says, Continue in them. For in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. So God calls us to continue in the doctrine, in the teaching, in the belief that we have. Continue to keep your testimony. Take heed to yourself. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, has been assured of, of knowing whom thou hast learned them. And the reason why we doubt <coughs> doing the work of God, we doubt maybe uh, performing what God has given us to do, is because we're doing less of it. And I believe that if we're just continuing on to do what God has given us to do, we would put our minds and our hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe that we will be more assured that this is the right path, and this is the right labor, and this is the right diligent Christian life. And I hope in every way that you continue 
in the work of the Lord and that you will not cease. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1, the Bible says that we need to continue in love. Let brotherly love continue. You know, the Bible also says in 1 Corinthians 13 that charity never faileth. Would you say that with me? Charity never faileth. And I believe that marriage should not fail because charity never fails. God's love never fails. And God says to continue in brotherly love. And I hope in every way that you have loved people in the past year of 2015, that you will continue to do so in 2016, that you will be patiently loving others. Uh, last time I checked in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the Bible says that charity is long-suffering. That's part of being patient. Charity is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity is not easily provoked. And uh, puffing not itself. And the Bible is very clear that charity keeps taking it and taking it and taking it and taking it. Why? Because it's God's love. God's love always loves. God's love never ceases. Charity never faileth. So God says to continue run with patience in love. In Colossians chapter 4 verse 2, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. You know, the Bible also says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, pray without ceasing. And the Bible does not want us to just pray here and there. God wants us to keep on praying. And God wants us to keep on asking a petition to the Lord. And, and God wants us to always commune in the Holy Spirit. So we must continue in prayer. In Acts chapter 14, verse 22, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. And if you're a Sunday school teacher today, and if you teach children or maybe even adults, hey, continue teaching the people of God. And continue to let them know that Christian life is worth it. And encourage them and mention them in the Lord. And the Bible is very clear for us to continue discipling. So with all the scriptures that I mentioned about continue, there is no way for us to resort not to continue because the Bible is very clear for us to be faithful. That's why we need patience because there are a lot of different distractions and hindrances in our lives. And as we run, uh, there will be some rough terrains. There will be some harsh weather. There will be some tough uphills. And we must continue with patience. I believe that's why God calls us to be patient in our lives. And because as soon as we start the race, I guarantee you, we will have the desire to quit. We will have the desire maybe to just kind of slow down and not to be faithful. Because there is flesh, there is the world, and there is the wicked one. And he wants us to slow down. He wants us to quit the race. He wants us to just turn back. And we must uh, always recognize that our pay, our, our, uh, the race that we are running today is not a popular race, and nor is it a race that, uh, that the world understands or approve of. And this is why we need to run with patience. There might be no applause along the way, and there will be no encouragement from the world, and there will be no approval from the world of what we are doing at the 1993 NCAA Division uh, uh, two Track and Field Championship, there were 128 runners in the field for the cross-country race. As they set out on the 6.2-mile run, they were following a course that had been marked for them by the race official. 
toward the end of the course, one of the runners in the middle of the group realized something was very wrong. Mike DeCavo of Western State College in Colorado saw that the main pack had missed a turn. And I was waiting for them to follow me and yelling, this is the right way, he told the interviewer after the race. And guess what? Mike DeCavo was right. They were going the wrong direction. But only four runners follow Mike DeCavo. The race continued on the shortcut and shaved off 1,000 meters off the race, which allowed them to run a shorter distance and finish the race sooner uh, uh, than the last four. In the widely, widely, uh, widely criticized decision, the race official allowed the abbreviated route to stand as the official race, the shorter meter, and the Calvo officially finished 123rd. And as we think of this story, you know, race officials allowed uh, 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 Mike DeCalvo to lose this race with the 123rd place. And as we think about this world, Hey, the world thinks that we're losing this race. The world does not approve of where we stand and how we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and also how we believe in an invisible God. And by the way, the the creation of God gives us understanding that there is an invisible God. And that's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 1. But the people of this world, being foolish and being darkened, now decides to worship the creature and the creation rather than the creator. And that's what the Bible talks about in Romans chapter 1. You might be thinking, in America, people don't <clears throat> worship beasts and creeping things. But I guarantee you, they do have an idol, not around them, but within them. And they have an idol within their hearts. And they worship themselves. And the Bible says, and uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, that in the last days perilous times shall come, and men shall be lovers of their own selves. You see, ladies and gentlemen, the world in every way are going in the wrong direction, loving themselves, idolizing themselves, and they think they're running. They think that they're accomplishing something, but it's very clear from the scripture. They proclaim to be wise, but they have become fools. And ladies and gentlemen, let us be assured of the race that God has given us. Hey, God is real. The Bible is true. The Holy Spirit is still alive, is still reproving this world of sin and of judgment. And let us be assured that we are on the winning side and that God has overcome this world. And greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And uh, let us run with patience. No matter what the world says, no matter how the world wants to course our lives in the wrong direction and say, this is the right path. And by the way, you know, uh, uh, the broad is the way, the way of destruction. The narrow is the way, the way of everlasting. And that we might be, I guess, in the unpopular race, but this is still the right way. And we're supposed to be salt of the earth in the light of the world. And I think about Paul wrote to the church of Galatia in Galatians chapter 5, verse 7. Ye did run well, who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth? And the world desires to hinder us. And we are running well, we're running well, we're going to church, we're reading the Bible, we're praying. But somebody at work and maybe a friend of yours, 
and maybe an acquaintance of uh, somebody else have encountered you and uh, try to question your faith and try to maybe run, have you run slower or maybe even doubt the path that you're in. But ladies and gentlemen, let us be assured of the doctrine and the path that God has set up for us. Let us keep on looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And let us run with patience. Let us not somebody dictate the race that God has given us. As we end 2015 and enter the year of 2016, the race is still before us. We need to continue and run with patience. We need to keep running well. The scripture in Hebrews chapter 12 gives us a strong, compelling reason to continue. What are some reasons we need to consider? I'd like to share with you four biblical reasons of why we need to keep running with patience, even now and also in the future. And uh, let's think about, number one, the encouraging testimony. The encouraging testimonies. In verse 1, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. We're not the only Christians that has had a race. There were people gone before us who had their race of faith and patience. In Hebrews chapter 11, speaks of the heroes of the faith. The faith of Abel, the faith of Noah, faith of Abraham and Sarah, the faith of Jacob, the faith of Isaac. The faith of Joseph, the faith of Moses, the faith of Joshua, the faith of Rahab. And there are many others that the writer speaks about in descriptions rather than names. But all of them have one thing in common. They have faith in the Lord. And what a great encouragement for us to receive as we think about these people who lived on their lives in living by faith. And as they have faith in God, they live their lives faithfully, continuing the race that God had given them. Yes, they had their trials. Yes, they had their difficulties. Yes, they had their doubts. But they kept on continuing in the race. And as we think about uh, uh, these witnesses, and these witnesses, as we think about their testimonies, they were not in any way uh, 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 somewhat uh, in a position where they're better than us, or in every way, I believe that these testimonies are not lived out in respect of persons. And uh, these men and ladies were just ordinary people like we are today. And they had their race, and they had their faithfulness. And look at the description of Elijah in James chapter 5, verse 17 in the scripture. It says, Elias was a man subject to like passion as who? We are. Okay, present, and uh, prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the state space of three years and six months. What is the writer saying? Hey, Elijah was a human. Amen? All right. He was just a human being, okay? He was like subject to passion like we are. He had flesh like we do today. And uh, he and every had doubts, too. Did you know that? And uh, he goes to Mount Horeb and doubts, and he wants to take his own life, and he wants to just finish that race, but did God have something more for him? Yes, he did. And by the way, we don't determine when the race is over. Okay, God does. So we've got to continue. We've got to run with patience. And the encouraging testimony of many of these men and ladies in the Bible, they wanted to quit, too. But God was faithful to them. And God was gracious to them, so they were able to continue. And the ladies and gentlemen, be encouraged by the fact 
that these people had the same temptation and the same trials and the same doubts that we have presently. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, There had no temptation taken you, but it's common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. And the Bible is very clear that there had no temptation taken you, such as common to man. Okay? It's not a new thing for you to maybe go through a trial and, and go through difficulties in your families. Everyone had their issues, and you might have anger issues today. Hey, Moses had anger issues. Did you know that? Okay. He even killed a man, okay? Smote the rock twice. He was supposed to speak to it. And uh, because of that, he was not able to go to the promised land. And even thinking about Abraham, I mean, he had his doubt. I know in Romans chapter uh, 4, we see a man of perseverance, a man who was not wavering, but we see... Furthermore, in, uh, in Genesis, that he was somewhat of a respecter of person, and, and he listened to his wife concerning Hagar, and he made that faulty decision. Okay. Yes, he believed that the heir will come, but he listened to his wife. He just gave in to his wife. <laughs> and there are many, even Noah. I mean, he built that ark, didn't he? All right, for 100 years he preached and then and went through the flood, and guess what happened? He got drunk afterwards. Okay. He viewed himself naked to his son. Was careless at the end. You see, these people were not perfect people. Okay. And we're not perfect people. Okay. But we're encouraged today to keep running the race because of the witnesses of these things. And that God was still faithful to them. And God still blessed them. And God was gracious to them. And God could still be with us in that same manner. Because we serve the same God yesterday, today, and forever. So be assured and be encouraged by these testimonies. And uh, no one had easier than others. No one has it harder than others. Every temptation and hardship is filtered by God who is faithful. And this is what all the heroes of the faith realized. They realized that it wasn't them, but it was God. And that's why they're called the heroes of faith. They had faith not in themselves. They had not faith in surrounding. They had faith in God. Dependence on God. Trusting in God. And this is a witness that they have. And they gentlemen, God has not changed in Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Be sure about that. Be encouraged. As God was faithful to Abraham... Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, David, Solomon, to all these different heroes of the faith, Rahab, Ruth, and uh, so many, uh, uh, even Esther, and so many ladies in the scripture, they went through their trials, they went through their difficulties, but God did not change for them. God was faithful to them. And thank God for the boldness of Esther. She said, if I perish, I perish. I'm not going to change because God has not changed. I'm going to stand my ground. And ladies, just keep on doing what God has called you to do. I think about some mothers today. I was kind of, I was cleaning uh, the front yard over here and blowing some leaves. And as I was cleaning, I was thinking about the mothers of our church. I don't know why. Maybe because I was cleaning. I'm not sure, okay? And uh, I was just thinking about the mothers. I was praying. And I, I was praying that the mothers of our church will recognize they have a great role in mentoring their children. I think about I was reminded in Proverbs today 
And the Bible says, Solomon wrote, you know, despise not the law of thy mother. Forget not the law of thy mother. I think about some mothers who are just too sympathetic and just too light on discipline. The Bible is very clear, the law of thy mother. And make sure that you have the right discipline and the right mentoring and uh, be encouraged by many testimonies of ladies in the scripture. I think about Hannah. I mean, Hannah only had just brief ears to wean and mentor Samuel, but Samuel became a great man of God. And how she was faithful to give Samuel to the Lord. And even Mary, and uh, what a great role that she had in trying to rear up Jesus Christ. I know uh, she, you know, she was just a, uh, a, a maternal mother, and God used, we understand that. But in every way, she had to uh, uh, take care of her son. And we think about so many other uh, ladies in the scripture and who are mothers. And, and uh, I think about uh, uh, Moses' mother and have, what, a great enc- uh, what a great encouragement that is. And uh, uh, she wanted to make sure that he was taken care of and had the faith to leave him at the uh, river there and, and, uh, and had the faith to see what God can do. And I'm just encouraging you, ladies, and just be faithful, be encouraged by so many different testimonies in the Scripture, and even men today, and uh, do not waver, be strong, quit you like men, and stop, you know, pounding yourself with guilt and insecurity, and just be bold in the Lord, be courageous, and have faith, and lead your family in 2016. And, uh, and live for God. And uh, realize even Job had his share of trials. He lost his children. He lost all the wealth and riches. But he stood his ground and was faithful to God. And uh, men follow that same example. Be encouraged by those testimonies. So with that in mind, secondly, because of the excellent testimony, we've got to keep on running this race. Verse 1, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. We encourage to uh, uh, exact and take away some sins and weights in our lives. And we are to prove that which is excellent in, in Philippians chapter 1, verse 10. That you may prove things that are excellent, that you may be sincere without offense till the day of Jesus Christ. Not a flawless testimony, but excellent testimony without blame. There might be some sins and weights in our lives today. And we need to put those away, and we are encouraged to do so, so that we may run with patience. And why do we hands uh, second best to our God? Why isn't there excellence today? Why isn't there approving? Why isn't there sensitivity to sin and weights in our lives? And weights might not be simple, but it could really drag you down. What are some things? And who are some people in your life that are some weights hindering you running this race with patience? I think about it. I got saved. I received Christ as my personal Savior. And, and I remember talking to my friend John. And, and I was talking to him over the phone. You know, he was glad to hear him. But after a while, the conversation went a little bit toward the world. And he said, you know, you should hang around with us. You should be more with us. And we don't really get a call from you. And uh, I said, you know what? Maybe I'll think about it. And good to hear from you. And after maybe a good 15-minute talk, I hung up the phone. And I told the Lord, I cannot hang around with John anymore. Because I know 
what's going to happen as soon as my high school friends will gather together. They're going to gamble, they're going to drink, they're going to smoke. It's not going to be a good environment. It's going to drag my testimony down. By the way, the testimonies that we hold is not for us. It's for our Savior, Jesus Christ. We may show our good works so that we may glorify the Father, which is in heaven. We're called Christians. We represent the Lord Jesus Christ. Love my friends, but they will be a weight to me. They'll, be, they'll drag me down. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, don't let this world drag you down. Don't let the, you know, uh, maybe the neutral things of this world, they might not be simple, but they might consume too much of your time. And they might get you out of Bible reading. They might get you out of being faithful to church. They might get you out of maybe uh, uh, going to Sunday school and getting more of God's word. I just want to encourage you, put those weights down in your life and be faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. Have an excellent testimony that is approved of the Lord. Isn't, doesn't God deserve the best? Jesus Christ gave his best on the cross. And we, gave, we give God half-hearted testimonies. And we give God half-hearted commitments. We give God, not keeping all the commandments, just few, the convenient things. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, let's give to the Lord the excellent testimony. I think about the elders in the uh, heaven. Elders in heaven, they cast their crown at whose feet? Jesus' feet. I mentioned this before. Why did we get the crown? So we could look good? Oh, look at my crown. Listen, Uncle, look at my crown. Oh, look at your crown. Your crown looks nice, too. And uh, I don't think we're going to talk about our crowns that way when we go to heaven. I think we're going to talk about our crowns when we lay at Jesus' feet. Because he is the eternal Savior and our God. Why do we have our right robes? And ladies, don't be scared, all right? Hopefully there's some other things in the wardrobe, all right? And uh, I don't know if we're going to all just wear white robes. And thank God we don't have to be concerned about how we look in heaven. And we're all going to look good <laughs> every single day, all right? And uh, there'll be a day where I don't have to do my hair. <laughs> and I remember I went to team camp this past summer. And uh, I was sharing some room uh, with uh, teenagers and uh, Jun, your brother. And, uh, and uh, I came out of the shower. Guess what? My hair was still perfect. No. <laughs> of course not. It was all shambled. It was all messy. And then as soon as you looked at me, he just rolled over and started laughing at me. I said, are you laughing at your English pastor right now? <laughs> and uh, these kids thought that my hair was always perfect, you know. And, uh, you know, uh, by the way, this is a wig. I just put it down when I go to bed. <laughs> and uh, I remember a uh, few members, when they see me in jeans, and they're like, whoa, you're in jeans. Yes, I am human, <laughs> and uh, I do wear jeans, and uh, I don't wear slippers, okay? I do wear, you know, tennis shoes sometimes, okay? And, uh, but, you know, uh, uh, as we think about heaven, and, uh, you know, we have our right robes, and, uh, you know, uh, everything will be, perfect, will be perfect, of course. Why do we have our right robes? That we could look good? No, it reminds us, it reminds heaven who died for us, who cleansed our sins. You see, the excellent testimony that we hold in heaven and also even on earth, little heaven on earth, all for the glory of God, not for us. The Father seeketh such to worship him. 
Why did Jesus Christ seek and to save that which was lost? Yes, he loved us. Yes, he displayed his love. He sacrificed for us. But the number one reason is that we may worship him. We may glorify him. And ladies and gentlemen, do not lose a sight of that. If you lose a sight of that, then you'll just not want to have an excellent testimony. You should have that desire in your heart. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. There is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whither thou goest. Ladies and gentlemen, you only have one life to keep this testimony true for the Lord Jesus Christ. If I were to end my life today, I only have one life to do it. I only have one life to live for the Lord Jesus while, I was on, while I'm here on earth. We don't believe in reincarnation, amen? Okay, we're not going to be born to another person after 100 years and then live out another. No, only one life. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. Keep your testimony for the Lord Jesus. Be faithful to church. Be faithful to reading the scripture. I think about in 2 Corinthians 4, 16, for which cause we faint not, though that our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Just keep on going, being patient, and live for the Lord Jesus. Yes, you have some failures in life. Yes, you have some discouragement. Yes, you have some disappointments. Yes, you have some flaws. But the Bible says the inward man is renewed day by day. Day by day, be more like Jesus. Day by day, commit your life to Jesus. Day by day, keep that excellent testimony. Grace is new every single morning. Mercy is new every single day. Just keep on running in the grace of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and be encouraged to keep the excellent testimony. Brother Jimmy, 2015 was not so good. I don't know if I want to try hard 2016. Guess what? It's all under the blood. All the things that you did in 2015, all the mistakes under the blood. And you go in 2016 anew, refreshed, renewed again, and live for Jesus. Be excellent. Live for God. Put, out, put aside some weights. Put aside some sins that easily hinders us. Number three, the eternal testimony. Verse two, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You know, this is the main reason why we need to keep running patiently because of the eternal testimony of Jesus Christ. Looking to Jesus, he is our motivation. He is our inspiration. Notice the reads, the author and the finisher of our faith. This means he is sovereign in our lives. He authored our faith. He will finish our faith one day as well. So we put our assurance not in ourselves, but in him. The Hebrew writer wrote in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, let us hold fast of profession of our faith without wavering. I love the last phrase. For he is faithful that promise. God is faithful, my friends. God is eternal. And he will never change the fact that he is faithful. We waver sometimes, don't we? We look at the world. We, we get distracted. We focus on the pleasure of the world. We look more horizontally than vertically. So we think more earthly and uh, then heavily, and, and uh, we think more of this time than eternal. We think more of the temporary than eternity. So we start slowing down in our race. We lose momentum. We lose perseverance. We lose the end in sight. But looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, will keep us diligent, my friends. Look at the eternal testimony of our Savior. 
I think about our church, and we think about this wonderful church that God has given us. God has started this church, and God, has, God will continue with this church, even in 2016. He is the author and the finisher of the faith of this church. Trust in him concerning this church. Look, love this church, and live for God, and, uh, and do your best as Christians in this church. Look to Jesus, my friends. Let us turn our eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, my friends. Look at eternity, not earthly. Number four, the enduring testimony. The enduring testimony. Verse two, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, our Savior endured. Endured what? Endured the cross. For the Father and for us. So we have this race. Can we endure? Or should we endure? I believe we need to. Notice it reads, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. It was a joy for our Savior Jesus Christ to go that path of Calvary. It was a joy for him to be nailed. It was joy for him to be smitten. It was joy for him to be mocked. It was joy for him to hang on that cross. Yes, he had to endure, but he knew the end. He would rise again on the third day, and he would give us perfect salvation. The one offering of salvation for all mankind. And ladies and gentlemen, our Savior Jesus Christ endured with joy. And our life should be a life of joy as Christians. Do not be grumpy Christians. You know, uh, God wants everyone to be joyful. Jesus said, I leave my joy with you. And he says that in every way that his joy will abide with us forever. Be encouraged by the fact that God has called us to joy. I think about the fruit of the Spirit is love, and then secondly is what? Joy. God wants to give you joy. Where is that joy? What happened in 2015? Who hindered you? What hindered you? What happened to that joy of the Christian life? What happened to that joy of being faithful, joy of keep going as a Christian? Who dictated for you to not ha to have that joy? I think about heaven's invitation is, Enter the joy of the Lord. You know, the world cannot give us joy through suffering and through trials. The world could give us happiness and maybe pleasure, but the world cannot give us that perfect joy. Only Jesus can. He is our joy, my friends. Enduring testimony that we need today. And just keep on running this race with patience. Yes, it's tough. Yes, it's hard sometimes. But just keep running. Because our Savior is faithful. The encouraging testimony. The excellent testimony. The eternal testimony. The enduring testimony. Run with 